The information delivered through this program is provided as an educational resource only and is not to be used for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. If you require any form of professional support, please seek it out for yourself. Happy Hump Day, one and all, and welcome to the show. I am Blake Miles, and with me, as always, is the awesome Val Jones. Val, what's up? What's up? <laughs> we are uh, experiencing another snowy day here in Denver. You? Yep, absolutely. That uh, that uh, groundhog can kiss my frozen butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other than that, how are you? You know, I got no complaints. You look great. You did curls today. I did. Something different, you know, trying to shake it up. It suits you. It's nice. And, you know, speaking of you do you and you look great and everything else, what are we here to talk about today? We're, not, we're here to talk about something about lifestyles. So what, what are we're, we doing? We're going to mull over, contemplate, and toss around the idea of lifestyle shaming. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the idea that my way is the way, and if you aren't doing it my way, then you are wrong. Yep. And and we'll we'll toss that around and and see what we come up with. I I love it because I think that's a really universal topic. You know, we've got a lot of things out there: fat shaming, body shaming. There's every form of shaming, and and in our current cancel culture, some of it gets a bit excessive. But certainly, you know, it's all just a form of bullying. And bullying's been around a long time, and nobody likes it, and it's not good. Uh, but I really feel like lifestyle shaming, and I, and I feel like every time I say it, I have to say, yes, it's a thing. It is a thing. Uh, it's it kind of encompasses all of it because it's it's what it's all about. But it's also really universal because you know some of us don't suffer body shaming. I, I can't imagine who. You know, we're all we all look in the mirror and doubt a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. um, not all of us are. You know, have a fat shaming uh, issue because not everybody's necessarily uh, struggling with with a weight problem. But lifestyle shaming, we've all we've mm-hmm. all been struck by it at some point in time, and sometimes it's not necessarily a, a bullying type of situation. It's not somebody assaulting us. It's somebody who's trying to help. It's somebody who's trying to yeah. uh, you know, appeal to us. Or it could be something we see and we think, hey, that might be good for me. And we kind of do it to ourselves. You know, we yeah. go, well, maybe I should be doing it that way. And of course, the truth is you should be doing it whatever way works for you. And and sometimes we, we fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, let's start here. There is a reason why the diet and exercise or the, the health and wellness fitness industry is a multi-billion with a B, multi-billion dollar industry. And it is the fact that people try to promote like, oh, I'm Cindy Crawford. Here is what I eat and here is what I do for exercises. And people, self-included, are like, oh, if I just do what she is doing, then I will have those same results. And I'm sorry to say that's that's not how it how it works. And then there are some, you know, now we have this new category of influencers that, you know, they all but come out and say, oh, my way is the way. Well, your way is your way for you. That doesn't necessarily mean that your way is going to work for me. 
And I think it gets to be dangerous. It's it's not just frustrating. It's not just demeaning. I think it 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 starts. It gets to be a little bit dangerous as well, because part of the reason you need to do things your way is not just because they fit your lifestyle, they fit your beliefs, they fit your schedule, they fit your family's schedule. Those are all valid, but it's also because it's what you're capable of. At least now, always progress and grow to try and you know face new challenges. That's that's part of the joy of life, and certainly the 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 payoff in 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 pursuing any kind of goal but you have to take it your at your own pace little steps as we always like to say little steps to big success not giant steps to a huge injury or you know other problem so especially in the physical world in the fitness world it becomes dangerous when somebody's saying no you should be doing it this way because you know it's not just that I don't want to do it that way. I, it's not going to ring my bell to do it that way. It's not sustainable to do it that way. But the fact is, I may not be able to do it that way. Right. And if I do, it's going to bring me in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I spent 14 years as a CrossFit instructor. And I had every age, every size, every shape, every athletic capacity uh, in my gym. And even to the extent that I've, when my mom has come and visit, I'm like, well, mom, I have to go, you know, coach this class. Do you want to come and, and, and take the class? I mean, you think I'm going to have my 86 year old mom jumping on a box and swinging from the pull-up ring? Are Are you crazy? And I can't sit there and, you know, that would have been reckless of me to be like, oh, no, this is CrossFit, and you have to do it this way in order for you to do CrossFit. And I'm not throwing CrossFit um, under the bus. Um, I love it. Uh, been a huge supporter and proponent of it for, for years, but that would be reckless of me to make my mom do a box jump because that's how CrossFit is done. No, there's more. And I've, I've never quite understood this thing. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Why why are we skinning cats? I don't know. But there is more than one way to do something and, and that you have to learn to um adapt and overcome. That's right. Yes. In this um ever growing plant based world we say uh, there's more than one way to one way to ferment a soybean. There you go. <laughs> I never did understand the skin of cat. I should look it up. I'm sure there's a fascinating history and etymology yeah. to it. But, but yeah, there's always a way. And, you know, any really responsible uh, training program or training professional, good, well-trained, certified, educated trainers, that's one of the first things they learn is modification. That's the whole thing. So they can take their favorite exercise. Maybe it's a box jump. And maybe that is exactly what it is. Um, you know what? Let's use your favorite, the squat. The squat. There are millions of ways Mm -hmm. to activate your body in that motion. They do not have to be knocking out 8,000 reps of 2,000 pounds like you do. They, you know, if you sit down slowly on a chair and get slowly back up, concentrating on a specific focused movement, that's a squat for beginners. Sit up against the wall. Slogan here, little steps to big success. That's what the modification is. And that's literally the advantage that a trainer brings to you. So for a trainer or any other professional to walk in the room and say, here's how you do it. Get on with it. That's not impressive. That's not motivational. And I'm pretty sure we're, we're past that for the most part. Sadly, I've still heard stories of it happening, especially in boot camp situations. But yeah. 
for the most part, the professionals out there. I mean, even CrossFit. CrossFit has modification. I've I've seen some of the charts. Hundreds of them. Yeah. Hundreds. Yes. And that's the beauty of it. It's about get moving, uh, but get moving at your own pace and then work up to another pace. Even if you're progressing and moving forward and constantly putting new challenges in front of you, excellent, good for you. But those challenges are still those that you can meet. They're challenges you can feasibly attempt and move toward. Never is it is it going to work for you when someone walks in the room and says, it's my way or the highway, it's this way or no way, and makes you do something that it's not, it's not going to sustain and could cause you harm. Well, so I have a definite idea for this next question. So I'll say what I think it is, and then I'm going to bounce it to you. And the question is this, what is the biggest danger that we face in the, if you don't do it my way, you're doing it wrong? I think it's that you are putting doubt into that other person's mind you are making them feel like, what if you went by the Cindy Crawford plan and you ate everything she ate and you did all the exercises and you still weren't um, seeing the results? Now, not all of us can be Cindy Crawford. Um, so I feel like in, in setting that as the precedence, you're setting that person up for, for, to feel like they're a failure. And so I feel like that is a huge obstacle that we face. And then my third component is this, like you said, the cancel culture. If you're not doing it how I do it, if you don't think the way I think, if you didn't vote for my guy, whoever that guy is, you're wrong. And I just, I want to cancel you out of my life. And I think it's destroying relationships. Yep. So what do you, what say you? Well, first, before I go on, speaking of great relationships, Sister Cousin Bonnie is in the house. Hey, Sister Cousin. <laughs> Thanks so much for being there, Bonnie. Uh, I don't know who we've got uh, out there today, and uh, we, we haven't had anybody pop into the studio yet. So Not I'm yet. hoping somebody will uh, drop in to give their uh, outlook on this uh, topic. But uh, if not, believe me, Val and I can fill the time. That's for sure. Um, you know, for me, the, 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 the impact, the detriment of this is, uh, you know, and I, you know me, I'm always the one who goes this route. For me, it's the fun. Mm -hmm. I think the big risk is yeah. that we lose the fun of whatever it is we're doing because the, yeah. the two big deterrents to achieving a goal, no matter what that goal is, weight loss, fitness, was, you know, a financial goal, it's a life goal, it's a lifestyle change goal, whatever it is. If you say, I'm going to go from here to there, the biggest detriment, the biggest uh, enemy, predator of that goal is a lack of sustainability that you that mm -hmm. you can't stay with it yeah. and, and and a lack of of i'm going to use the nasty m word motivation <laughs> let's say inspiration mm -hmm. or uh, aspiration as our good yeah. friend uh, patrick said aspiration mm -hmm. part part of of what will keep you going on your goal is knowing why you're doing it having that you know want the eye on the ball but also because it's fun because you look forward to doing what it is that you're doing and if you're trying to get in shape, well, then it's exercise. But if you can turn that exercise into a fun physical activity, an enjoyable, engaging activity, you know, whatever it is that, that moves you forward, then great. If it's a diet that you're doing, don't do diets. Please don't go on a diet. 
but if you're doing a, a change in your eating regimen, you're changing the, your eating habits, then eating good food that you like, eating lots of good food so that, you know, you, you, you've got room for the junk or whatever it is, however you go about it, making it enjoyable, it makes it sustainable. I think that the moment that we're doing something because we got to, that's it. We've lost yeah. the sustainability. Why are you doing that? Because I have to. <laughs> but but why are you specifically doing that thing? Because I have to. Because so-and-so expert number one, authority number three over here, says that's the way I got to do it. So that's when I'm doing it. It's bad enough if you're doing something in general because you have to. Why mm -hmm. are you trying to get back in shape there, Blake? Oh, is my doctor said I'll have a heart attack. So I have to. Yeah. Right? That's bad enough. It's like, well, why are you choosing those specific steps to be fit and get in shape and avoid the heart attack? Oh, because I looked it up and this, this guy who seems to know what he's talking about said this is the only way to get fit in this way and prevent that heart attack. That's two levels of I got to do this. I got to do this. Instead of, as you love to say, Val, I get to do this. I get to do, I get to do yeah. this. You know, I mean, I don't know if you ever think of it, but when you're doing a squat... I mean, I know you have a million things that keep you happy about them and doing them because you're a peak performer and you're a rock star. But every once in a while, do you ever go down, come back up and go, I get to do a squat because my damn legs are working? Well, yeah, and I especially feel that because I have a fused back and a new hip and there was a time where I could... That's right. Barely, I keep forgetting you're bionic, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that I could... No, literally, I could barely even walk. So... I super appreciate that I get to uh, do a squat because there was time where I would literally have to army crawl up my stairs because I was in so much pain I couldn't walk. So I super appreciate um, that. But yeah, I and I agree. I I don't disagree with the with the if it, um, the biggest detriment is that we lose the fun. But I just think that the you know let's just take going back to the. To, to health and wellness, I could have a woman who fits my exact specs, same height, same weight, same body composition. We eat the exact same thing. We do the exact same exercise. And you know what? It's going to have a different result on both of our bodies. Yeah. And so what I always tried to tell my people as I coached them, uh, especially in CrossFit, is, look, you have to be willing to be your own lab rat in your life. Figure out what works for you. And, that, and, and it goes so far beyond like health and, and, and exercising. What works for you in your marriage? What works for you in your career? Um, what works for you in your finances? I think it's just, it's, it's just a, you're setting yourself up for failure if you think one size fits all. One size does not fit all. You have to do the hard work, track your results, get get things that actually can be measured, um, and see what it works for you. And if it doesn't, you got to make those tweaks and go again and measure that and figure that out. And no, it's still not working. Okay, make another tweak, measure that, go again. So it's it's a you have to be willing to be your own lab rat. And those tweaks and that modification become very, very difficult, if not, in fact, impossible when you're letting somebody tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? When you got to leave it. So we've talked a lot about the physical, but we've chosen the word shaming. We have stuck our neck out and called this lifestyle yeah. shaming, not yeah. dictating, not overlording. We've called it shaming. Mm-hmm. And shaming in any capacity, that is an emotional and mental factor. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the emotional impact of these things. And not necessarily just somebody telling you how to do, you know, what you're supposed to do. Because that really fits a lot into health and wellness, instructions, diet, living. Let's go to the living, the quality of living type of thing here. Mm-hmm. Where people are saying, this is how you should live. Because, you know, cancel culture is, is the number one example of lifestyle shaming. It's exactly what it is because they're, we're at the point where people are trying to tell you what to think, what it's okay to say, what you can do, what you can believe. <laughs> like it's getting, it's getting crazy. It's getting out of hand. We don't want to get political, but what we want to talk about is as you're out there in the world right now and people are asking you who you're rooting for, who you believe in, what are you helping, which cause are you on top of, and they're and they're asking a question, but really they're leading you. They're mm-hmm. leading you to this mm-hmm. is what you should be believing in. This is who you should be supporting, right? Those are rhetorical questions. Why are you supporting that person? They're mm-hmm. rhetorical trap questions. And they are the very first trappings of lifestyle shaming. So, Val, let me, let me put it to you here as, as uh, a quandary as much as, as just a question, and that is how can people identify it? How can people identify when somebody's lifestyle shaming them? And I don't just mean a stranger or an advertisement or a political statement. I'm talking about a well-meaning family member, a coworker, a friend. What for you do you think is the first warning sign that somebody is trying to lifestyle shame you? For me, and I have a very real and very personal example that I, up until this very moment, I had no idea that I was going to share, but okay, here we go. One of the things, you know, Blake and I really want to be authentic with you. And so if it means spilling out our dirty, nasty secrets, sometimes, sometimes we're going to do that. So uh, I have a family member who blocked me on social because I voted for the other guy. And so to answer your question, what is a sign that you are being life shamed? That person is unwilling to, as adults, and politely be like, we're going to agree to disagree. And, hey, I'm going to let you think and believe whatever you want. Please let allow me to do the same. And let's go on with our married life. So I, or not our married life, <laughs> carry on with our life. Um, I, I feel like when somebody is unwilling to give you the space for you to believe in whatever it is you want to believe in, that should be a signal. Like, and I don't, I don't know how we got to that point in our culture. Like, why can't we just put on our big girl panties and agree to disagree and be grown up adults about it? Um, so that for me and, and, and that family members, like, I, I'm just going to block you. And what that tells me is they are, they are shaming me for whoever was the guy that I voted for. And they're not even willing to have an adult conversation and be accepting that I live in a free country. And thank you to all the men and women who have died and served to give me that freedom, uh, for, and for us to, uh, even have this discussion like can't we just be thankful for the country that we live in because you know what in other countries if you disagree with the heads of state they cut your fucking head off Mm -hmm. i mean whoops 
I, yeah, I just said that. Um, yes. Try not to say head on television. <laughs> so, well, just say it like it is, Val. Uh, right. So that to me is a huge uh, red flag. Like, if you don't even want to have an open discussion or just accept that we're different, that should be, yeah. That should be a big and, one. Uh, I just need to clarify uh, going forward. That was not a Freudian slip. Okay. The family member Val was talking about is not her wonderful husband. No, it's so not. That was, that was totally just a, a, an accidental a slip yeah. of the tongue there. So I am I'm aware of the things she's talking about. It is not her hubby. Not it's that not he me. is without blame for anything, but he's. But yes, I, d I just did just say the F word. So there's that. But yes, that was just, you know, yeah. it's funny. I knew she, where she was going, and I was thinking in the back of my head at the last second, I wonder if she's going to F-bomb that one. Yes, she did. There you yes, go. Yes, I did. All right. Well, yep. that changes our status on YouTube, but otherwise, who cares? No big deal. Bleep it out. <laughs> All right, on. Uh, you know, for for me, I I feel like I've always had an identity, you know, issue for myself. Um, growing up, uh, you know, get out your violins, here comes my sob story. Uh, I, I was an unwanted child, and that can affect your identity a lot because the first time we ever move toward a, a self-identity, it's, it's first toward our parents, right? You know, we kind of, kind of emulate them, we adapt them, and then we pull away from them. You know, it's in a natural way as we start to search our own identity. I spent so much time just even wondering whether or not my parents – like me or you know wanted to have me around that i never really i certainly never moved toward them and then i never went through that transition of moving away i just kind of sat there in limbo and then said you know f you sorry i can't drop another f-bomb we only get one for show and uh, and i left you know and i was gone so it was all moving away and so so i've always had that identity crisis and for that reason, I really don't let anyone lifestyle shame me. I don't, I don't ever look at anything. It's like, no, there's always a different way to do things because I've been estranged from my family for uh, almost two decades. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's crazy for some people. I'm sure some people are like, what? It's estranged from them? Like completely. So yeah, now my mom died many years ago. So, you know, we were, that separation <laughs> was natural. But no, ever since she passed away, I haven't, I haven't spoken a word to my remaining family members. Um, so yeah, I don't allow anybody to tell me this is the way you got to do it. Uh, because most people would say, you know, and Val, I know you hate this expression as much as I do. Oh yeah. They're a toxic influence in my life. They're ruining everything. I'm going insane, but they're family. And so damn what, you know, of all the people that you associate in the world, guess which ones you didn't choose. Yeah. Your family. And those are the ones you feel obligated to stick to anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've got some people hating me now because uh, I know people take family seriously and I understand. But, you know, if you're that devoted to your family that you'll stick by them no matter what, maybe you should ask yourself why they're not countering with enough decency and commitment and devotion to you to stop being assholes. Yeah. And maybe that's a thought, you know. So anyway, I have drifted way off. <laughs> Thanks for opening that door I ran through. But um, I, I really feel like like identity is a big factor. You got to be you. And, you know, it's funny how you can have a meme on social media that says, you know, you do you, be you, be your authentic self, love yourself, and scroll down. And the very next meme has got a little underlying message about what you should do. Even adages, axioms, sayings, quotes, 
watch watch sometime next time you read a quote and go that's really inspiring that's really great stop take a breath read it again and hear somebody telling you how you should live yeah right so you've got to be careful you got to be careful and i think on both sides of it both those of us who become victim of it and those who impose lifestyle shaming counterculture attack whatever it is i believe on both sides of it it's because we have a lack of faith in ourselves and in our beliefs and a lack of understanding of our true identity when you don't know who you are and what you truly believe in then you're going to attack everybody else because it somehow makes you feel better about your beliefs that you're not even 100 percent sure about it's validation you're trying mm-hmm. to make everybody believe what you believe because until everyone agrees with you, you're not really sure if you believe it. And if you don't have a true sense of your own self-identity and are proud of your authentic self, then you're going to attack people for where they're at, who they're being, speaking their truth. It's just all insecurity and fear. So the most important thing is to turn inward and be solid with who you are and truly believe what you believe. Yelling at somebody and telling them they're idiots is not you truly believing in 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 your in your beliefs that's not you being strong in your beliefs if you're strong in your beliefs you can listen to a thousand people disagree with you take it all in be fascinated intrigued and maybe even enlightened a little bit by it and then walk away smiling mm-hmm. if you're solid in your beliefs you can take all the attack and input in in the world and be just fine if you got to scream at somebody and knock them down it means you are not solid in in your beliefs and and to be solid in your belief, you got to be solid in who you are. I I believe in my truth mm-hmm. because I believe in the guy who spoke it. I believe in the guy who spoke it. And to get lifestyle shamed, duped, scammed, tricked, fooled, any of it is all because you don't you're not clear on who you are and what you believe and and believe in it. I love the expression: if you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. Yeah. And that's why. And that's what it leads to, too. Lifestyle shaming is the first step toward getting scammed, falling for things. Now, I th- I'm going to do a yes and. Yes and. I think there's a, a distinct difference between <laughs> me purchasing. I'm going to go back again to, to Cindy Crawford, Crawford because, yes, I did. I did buy her videotapes. There's a there's a difference between you know i bought her videotapes too but i think for different reasons right there's a difference between cindy crawford saying if you you know buy my program eat how i eat train how i train and you too could look like this versus val jones saying you know what i wonder if that will work for me so i'm going to buy the program i'm going to try it like i'm going to try on a jacket and see if it fits me see if it works for me because i have tried a variety of nutrition uh you know i've done south beach i've done atkins i've done paleo i've done keto i've done all of them because i went into it like i want to see if this works for me so i'm going to try it on like a jacket i'm going to see what it does to me uh see if i like it and if i don't like it well then i'm going to take the jacket off and i'm going to put another one on for me there's a that is a huge difference and if you can make that switch in your mind and go into whatever it is you're going into and adopt that, you know, I'm not sure if this is going to work for me, but I'm going to try it on. I'm going to give it some time. And if I don't like it, I'm going to take it off and I'm going to try on something else. What do you think about approaching it like that? 
I love it. In fact, what I want to invite um, our, our, our viewers to, to think about is I want to jump on that metaphor you did of trying something on. So there are styles in any given year or decade or whatever. You know, it tends to be about, you know, eight to 10 years for a particular fad and style and whatever. Uh, shoulder pads, no shoulder pads, colors, neons. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's fine. Trends are fine. And not everybody hops on the trend. So good for mm -hmm. them. Well done. Some people do because there might be a professional factor. This is the acceptable wear in a business situation or something. That's fine. Coming from the theater, I know sometimes you got to put on a costume. That's fine. It's fine. Don't make it part of your identity. You just know it's the costume for the moment. You know, this is what I wear. I'm not wearing my Speedos to that next board meeting. Oh. Yeah. It's just, not, you know, uh, I do not own Speedos. Just to make very clear, I do not own Speedos. Uh, anyway. But there's a big difference in following the trend versus I'm wearing this because I have to. This is the thing to wear. And, you know, I don't know if it happened so much now, but when, when I was in school, we were, man, we were clothing shamed. We were style shamed. Never mind lifestyle. We got style shamed, you know. As I would wear a T-shirt with a particular face or whatever on it or a logo or something from yep. a TV show. Right? Yep. Oh, what are you wearing that for? That's goofy. And they 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 give you a nickname based on this one t-shirt you wore one day out of all the year you know yeah. uh, so i mean stuff like that happens and so that that's where it's you know like a lifestyle shame but where i want to you know invite people to really jump on this is you go to the store and you see this jacket and you're going to try it on great the reason that that jacket is the one that's available i mean unless you've got a designer making your clothes custom you know if you're buying off the rack there's only a certain amount of styles you're going to find. There's only a certain amount of styles that are going to be available to you. And that's because of the trends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking as a purist, that is lifestyle shaming. That is society making it just a broad decision about what's acceptable to wear. And the stores go, okay, then we won't, we won't bother with anything else. Mm -hmm. and, and so you can't go get this unless you get it custom made because that's all that's available. But it's a relatively harmless one because you know unless you hate the style what's the big deal but now you got to pull one off the rack and you got to make some decisions and every one of those decisions is about you individually you got to pick a size and it needs to be a size that's comfortable for you and these people who go a size down from their real size guess what they've been shamed they've been body shamed they've been fat shamed they've been lifestyle shamed they've been something shamed because they now feel the urge to betray their reality and put a size on that doesn't fit, which, of course, doesn't make anything look any better. But they've been pressured into making that choice and that decision because they don't want to face the reality of their true self, their true size, their own reality. Next thing you want to pick, a color. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be dictated on that color. Now, again, if it's, well, I'm going to a funeral. So I'm not wearing neon pink. Great. Right. That's good taste. That's sensible. Mm -hmm. And that is a societal norm that most of us accept and embrace. We don't feel threatened because, you know, basic black is generally your funeral color. That's fine. But to pick out that color orange and go, no, I better not because uh, Sally in the office said I look ugly in orange. Or my mother told me I wouldn't work. Or even Gustav said I'm a spring. Whatever. That's all pressure on your identity that you need to overcome you need to stop and say you know what i'm going to get the orange because i don't care what gustav bob or sally say i don't even care what my husband thinks of it i want orange i want orange today i want to feel orange and if i 
decide in a week's time, nope, I don't like orange. I do not like me in orange. It's going to be because I looked in the mirror, had a conversation with me and said, no, not, not the color. It's not doing it for me. That's not what I want to want to have. And that's great. But if you put on orange and a day later put it back because of something somebody else said, you've been lifestyle shamed. So I think that's a great yeah. metaphor is, is going and trying on clothes, right? Trying on that jacket. The decision for what jacket you get and the style, the color, and everything else should be based on what you're going to wear it with, where you're going, how it makes you feel, and what you like. And let's be honest, that is very seldom what we use to decide that piece of clothing that we're going to buy. We are usually influenced by a lot of outside external nonsense as to deciding what's going to look good on us and why. And we need to watch out for that. Well, that kind of brings me to my to my last thought about this lifestyle shaming thing that we're mulling over today. Um, maybe the wisest thing that we could do for ourselves is to consider what is the other person's motivation for doing it. Mm -hmm. Are they trying to get you to buy something? Right. Are they trying to get you... Uh, to agree with them or influence your decision because it has a greater consequence. Where is there a potential that they are doing that? Because like you said, it's bullying. A bully is only trying to tear you down to make themselves feel better. And you know what? We have the freedom to say, I reject that. I am not taking that in. I am not accepting that as truth for myself. And yeah, I'm gonna wear the orange jacket despite what you say. So um, if you come in, I guess my best recommendation is if you come in contact with somebody who is shaming you for something, consider like where, what is their place of origin? What, what is going on with them? What is their goal in, in, in approaching you in that manner? And then you get to do with it what you want. You can either accept it or you can reject it. I love it. You know, I want to take it one step further, and we almost kind of veer a little, I don't want to say off topic, but beyond topic here. And because we've already talked about ways to watch out for it and ways to maybe mm -hmm. avoid it. Here's what I want to really talk about is I think the best way to avoid being lifestyle shamed is, as I said, believe in your true authentic self yeah. and be solid on your beliefs. Stand mm -hmm. for something so you don't fall for everything. So what I want to ask you, Val, is what's your top tip to people, your best ritual for uh, exploring and, and loving your true self, find, finding your true identity and then exalting it, loving it? Do you have a ritual? Do you have a tip? Do you have a hack for people about finding and loving their truest and most authentic self? I think for me, what comes up for me is, um, gratitude. Um, I have been called many things. I have been called thick. I have been called beefy. I have been likened to that of a tank. Um, yeah, I have a lot of muscle uh, that I have built. Um, am I a size zero anymore? No, I'm not. But you know what? <laughs> this thick body of mine has gotten me through eight surgeries in nine years, including relearning how to walk. It, this 
thick body of mine got me through a deadly complication of MRSA, which my doctor did not think that I would get on the other side of. So for me, yeah, maybe I'm thick, maybe I'm beefy. Could I lift a, a, a an 18 wheeler? Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, am I, uh, so whatever it is that people have called me, I am grateful for this body that has carried me through. Oh, and by the way, I carried two, two, two eight and a half pound babies that had to be cut out of me. So for me, I think it's, I am grateful I, to combat anything about shaming. I it comes back to gratitude. I, I get to squat that semi. I get to deadlift that, you know, and it comes back to I'm so grateful for the body that I've had because, man, it it has gotten me through a lot. It's gratitude. And what I love about you is I'm going to take your gratitude a step further. Uh, this lady owns these things. This is the thing. She owns it. Somebody likened her to a tank. And, you know, I should point out, it was it was meant as a loving thing. It was a backhanded compliment. It you was. Know, they, they were talking about her strength, her power. Mm -hmm. It know, was. Her, her, her aggression. Yeah. And But she owned it. Um, if you visit Val on, I believe it's Instagram, is it not? Yeah. You you visit Tank Girl Val Jones. Tank Girl. And and that's the level of, of self-awareness, self-love, and and and. And gratitude that's that's how far it goes she owns these things because that handle reminds her every day that yeah okay maybe i am built like a tank but the important thing is is i function like a tank it's not about you know i'm a, i you change my physique but what's never going to change is yes i will plow into town i will roll over the obstacles and i will blow the competition away i will always be able to act with the power and strength of a tank regardless of what my physique is whether i'm a size zero size 10 and anything in between whatever that stuff's all relative and it can change what will never change is the power and strength of a tank that is part of me it's deep inside my soul and every time i see tank girl val jones i just i i, I just love it because it really does just sing out that gratitude that self-awareness that self-love that allows you to take something like that that could have been seen as shaming. I know it wasn't intended that way, but it could yeah. have been taken that way. It could have been damaging, but it wasn't because she says, I'm going to own that because that's another thing to remind me of the gratitude I have of who I am, what I've accomplished, and how I get stronger every single damn day. Man, it's being grateful. It, it always comes down to gratitude. And, you know, it was only three years ago, just three years ago, that I was knocking on death's door. So when I tell you, when you asked me at the top of the show, how you doing? I'm like, man, I got no complaints. I honestly feel that way because I, I, I had a very good chance of not making it on the other side of that. Yeah. So to all of those of you who are out there, like, be grateful. I, I, know, I know it's hard. I don't want to dismiss that. There is a lot of pain and heartbreak and disappointment on out there in life. Uh, but if you've heard the thing, like if we all threw our problems into a bowl, you would dive back in. You would dive back in to, to grab yours back out. So um, uh, it's not a, you know, I'm not being toxic, positive, but be thankful for the things that you have in your life because 
those were the same things I bet you you once thought of and prayed for and wished for and hoped for and worked for. So be grateful for them. And that gratitude will bring about a self-awareness uh, of what you truly are thankful for and therefore what you believe in. Because what we believe in are those things that bring joy and value to our life. And those things that bring joy and value to our life are those things we're thankful for. So when you identify the thankfulness and, and the gratitude, that's when you identify your value, your beliefs. That's They're locked into that. They're encased in that. The other thing in terms of self-love is, um, you know, we all talk to ourselves, but either we mutter or we attack. You don't have a conversation. Go ahead and have a conversation. I suggest you do it in private because there are still some societal <laughs> judgments that will be there. You want to get lifestyle shame, go out in public and talk to yourself. You know. Yeah. But have that conversation. Do it in front of the mirror if you have to. You know, it can be a little weird to do it. I do it now just whenever I'm washing dishes and talking to myself about whatever. But I converse with myself. And one of the most important things I say to myself at least once every single day is, I love you. And if you're having a little trouble with that, if you look in the mirror, I understand if you feel a little silly, a little awkward, but if you look in the mirror and you can't say it, and there are people who can't. There are people who look at themselves and go, no, I don't love you. I do not love you right now. I resent you. I, you know, People are struggling. Mm -hmm. If you have trouble That's with that, fair. then here's a thought. Think about someone that you do love and admire yeah. and adore and maybe envy look up to whatever find as many things as you can but somebody that really rings your bell and think about the things that you say to them think about what you admire about them think about what you say to them think about all those positive things and then just for a second try saying them to yourself mm -hmm. and you may find that they fit better than you believe yeah try sure. at least a few minutes every day to speak to yourself and of yourself the way you speak to and of someone that you greatly admire because you shouldn't admire anybody, anyone in the world more than you admire yourself. It is so important and it is tough. It's tough for me every day. I grew up unwanted. Sorry to drag up my sub story again, but I got to give you the basis here. Oh, I grew up unwanted by the two people in the world who should have done everything in their power to make me feel loved and wanted. It's yeah. pretty much being alone. And so I had to learn to get love from somebody else. And I made it, I decided it should be me. <laughs> it's, it's the most surefire. And yet you'd be surprised how many times I was my worst enemy. So I started. Well, that's a, that's a popular TikTok. That's a popular TikTok. Uh, it was like, if I asked you to list all the things that you loved, how long would it be before you said yourself? That's right. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And wow. the other thing is to ask somebody, tell me all the things you love about me and then say, now, do you love those things about yourself? And it's okay yeah. if a couple of you don't, because that's maybe why that person's your friend, because you admire those qualities they have, like Val. She's meant many qualities that I aspire to, and that's why we hang out together. But I also hang out with Val because there are many qualities of mine that, that she admires, and I enjoy knowing that. We yeah. enjoy sharing that mutual admiration and mutual challenge. We challenge each other too. And so find a support circle as well. Try to be your own as much as you can, but yeah, we can't do everything alone and we shouldn't have to. There are several billion people on the planet. There's no reason to do anything alone, but make sure your support circle is prepared to challenge you as much as to praise you. Because just, you know, pat on the back there, there, you, you get that from anywhere. And if that's all they have to say to you, then they probably don't really know you. 
Mm-hmm. Val could pull three things out of a hat just like that and go to town on me with some really good enlightenment, a little bit of you know push, some accountability, maybe even a touch of criticism because she knows me. She's gotten to know me and she can do and vice versa. We could really go to town. <laughs> we do it with love yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, and, and with, with positive purpose, but we know each other and love each other enough to really be able to yeah. pick up with and, and say, Hey, that's not you. Come on. You need to go in a better direction. That's a true friend because yeah. anybody can dust you off and pat you on the back. A really true friend is going to actually point out when you maybe should be veering in a different direction. And when they hear your pain, they're not just going to seek to cheer you up because it makes them feel better. They'll get right. in the pain with you. With you, They will get in there with you. They will take some of it and then come back out. Big difference. You want to you know the difference between a friend and an acquaintance? Share pain. If they run away from the pain by telling you to get over it, you got an acquaintance. You got a friend, they're going to say, unzip the door. I'm climbing in there with you. That's 100%. 100%. Yeah. So give me a final thought, Val. Just uh, a thought for people uh, going forward into, you know, we're starting to lift out of this COVID time. We're going out in public. We're going to have interaction with people again, and it's a different style of interaction we've had in a while. And you may run into a little lifestyle shaming. You may run into something. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're thinking about going in a new direction with this big, change we've had two years out of our comfort zone a lot of people are taking advantage of that to go in a different Mm -hmm. direction as you move in that direction you'll get a lot of people telling you do it this way do it that way what's your final thoughts val on how people can stand true on their path and avoid these these unnecessary uh uh, overbearing (laughs) you know advice session Mm -hmm. and really stay true to themselves and fulfill their goals and get to where they need to be um, I'm probably just going to reiterate what I said prior. Um, consider uh, consider the source from which you are receiving uh, the feedback. Uh, second, um, don't be afraid to be your own lab rat in your own life. Um, it's okay to try things on and be like, you know, I tried that. I didn't quite like how it fits, so I'm going to take that off and go, go again and try something different. Uh, and lastly, always, always remember there's only two things you can control in life your work ethic, and your attitude. You do not have to receive everything that somebody says to you. So uh, discern uh, carefully. Absolutely. And take steps every day, maybe a morning meditation, an evening reflection, whatever you need to do, take steps every day to really know who you are. Because when you exude confidence in who you are, in what you believe, and the actions that you take, when you do everything with confidence... That is kryptonite to lifestyle shaming. Nobody messes with somebody who's clearly confident about who they are and where they stand. So go through some rituals every day to give yourself that boost. You deserve it. You are good enough. And the things that you believe in, they are right because they are yours. Period. They belong to you, which means they are right. So stand by them. If they are truly wrong, then you, you will you'll be caught up with. If something is, that you believe in is illegal, then the law will deal with it. If you know, there are there is a right and wrong in our world, but it is dealt with. And despite what the media wants to say with all its hype and nonsense, for the most part, it is dealt with properly. So if what you're feeling and believing isn't illegal, immoral, or harmful to others, 
believe in it, own it. It's right because it's yours, period. Like it is it. yours. It is right because it is yours. Write that down. I'm sorry. I believe that to be a Ryan Reynolds write that down moment right there. That definitely. All right. On March 22nd, I will be launching my new live show called Little Steps to Big Success. Those of you who have followed me in the past will know that was the name of my old show. <laughs> it's a good name, but I've changed the format of the show. I will, in fact, actually be uh, helping people literally break their goals down into little steps, figure out step one, boom, I'm doing it live right there for you to watch and see or even participate. If you feel like it, you want to get in the hot seat, come and join me on the show. Bring your big, hairy, audacious goal. I'll break it down into little steps for you. Step one, you can start right then and there, and boom, we'll get you underway into your goals. So look for me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn Live, same place you watch this show, and uh, upload to Instagram as well. On March 25th, Val and I will be hosting our first Little Steps Mastermind. More Yay. details on that to follow, but basically it's going to be very similar to uh, what we do on this show a little and what I'll be doing on Little Steps, but in person. Literally putting you in the hot seat. We'll be working through your challenges, and we will give you little steps to peak performance success uh, in, in whatever your struggle is. Uh, with the added bonus of you'll also get the insights of those who have joined you in the mastermind as well as myself and Val. So all sorts of great, positive, constructive input uh, from uh, peers and coaches to help you to turn your big goal into little steps that will lead you to ultimate success. So watch for more details on that. And last but certainly not least, on March 28th, Val and I will be hosting our three-day workshop about how to emerge from these COVID days and hit the ground running toward your best life. So we will follow up soon with details on how you can register for this valuable free event. It is free, but with value, you do not want to miss it. So. Yep. In the meantime, Please enjoy the rest of your week and remember to stay strong and keep smiling. You got this. <laughs>